Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of the Soul Forge podcast. Once again, I am your host, Sean. Today, I thought we would talk about something called apathy. Meh. You know, that time when you just really don't care about anything. But before we get into that, I got some more information from my sponsor. That was wearedappertize.com. And I've looked through the website, and they've got a lot of nice ties on there. So I might actually get one myself. Not that I have a lot of reason to get a tie. I'm not, I don't uh, go to any fancy dress parties or uh, I'm not in the uh, political realm. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a mailman, so I really don't have a use for a tie. But it, it's good to have one. Uh, Sears just went out of business there a few months back and I picked up a suit jacket, a $200 suit jacket for 20 bucks. So I need a tie to go with the suit jacket. For you guys, if you go to wearedepperties.com and order something, and you put in the offer code, or the promo code, I should say, promo code RUSTED, R-U-S-T-E-D, you're going to get free shipping. So that's a little bonus for you guys. So what uh, brought on the topic apathy? Why am I talking about that? Why, why does this matter? That's a very good question that you've just asked. Like I said before, or as, as I've said in previous episodes of this podcast, uh, for the last three and a half years, I have been doing a different podcast called The Rusted Robot Podcast. What is The Rusted Robot? Well, it's a podcast about the geeky things in life. We talk about uh, TV shows and movies. We, re- we go to the movies and we re- review, review them. Uh, we'll talk about casting news, comic books, video games, that kind of thing. Just geeky stuff. And so uh, when I first started that podcast, I started it with my wife, Bridget. And why did we start the podcast? Well, I'd been listening to podcasts on my mail route for about a year and a half, maybe two years. And I thought to myself, you know what? I could probably do that. I've got a lot of opinions, a lot of different things that I can say. So why don't I start one? So I asked her about it and uh, she said, yeah, let's do that. Because her and I were pretty geeky together. So we figured it was a good idea. So it, uh, we launched it in January of two, 2014. And did it uh, for roughly 90 episodes. Somewhere around episode 70 or so, we split up. It didn't work out anymore. But I, we carried on, off and on, throughout the, uh, the run of the show. Sometimes she wasn't there, and th- sometimes she was. But by episode 90, we finally decided, you know what, we're, we're split up. That's it. We're not, we're not going any further with this. So I, t- I took four months off and started, uh, well, restarted, restarted it relaunched it, rebranded it. Well, just continued on, I guess, is what I did with my buddy Josh. Uh, Josh, I knew him because his wife runs the comic book shop in town, and I knew her from a previous job job that she had. So we all got together and uh, 
hung out and stuff and did whatever. And then uh, we decided to launch it together. So from episode 91 up until episode 164, which we just recorded this past weekend, Josh has been my co-host, and it's still going strong. So if you'd like to check out the podcast, you can. It's therustedrobot.podbean.com. But it's also uh, on iTunes and Stitcher and all that kind of good stuff. So you're more than welcome to check it out. But the reason I wanted to talk a little bit about apathy was because after Bridget and I split up and decided not to do the podcast anymore, I experienced what I I would consider my first real experience with apathy. But what is apathy? Well, it's no sense or purpose, no sense of purpose or meaning to life. And it's a natural response to disappointment, dejection, and stress. And, and I could say that, yeah, I was, I was pretty dejected and, and stressed out after the, the dissolution of our relationship. Because I put everything I had into it. And for reasons I'm not going to go into right here right now, it just didn't work out. That left me with a feeling that uh, there was no excitement left. And during that, that summer be, between the end of Bridget and I recording the show and Josh and I starting that fall, Comic-Con... San Diego Comic-Con happened to uh, commence in, I believe that was the summer of 2015. Yeah, that's exactly when it was. It was the summer of 2015. And normally, I would be all over that. I was excited about trailers and casting news and movie announcements and all kinds of good stuff like that. But that summer, I didn't care. I didn't look it up. I I didn't go look for the spoilers. I didn't... follow any of the trailers it was just meh I don't care I didn't care about anything and apathy is the feeling that nothing matters so was I stressed out yeah I was probably stressed out but it was more of a disappointment in the way that my life had gone so I was feeling very apathetic about everything it was all I could do just to wake up in the morning get dressed and go to work I didn't care about my job nothing nothing seemed to matter And that's one big thing about apathy. Nothing matters, and there's an inability to care about the consequences. So I I, I guess I wasn't totally apathetic, because I I knew that if I didn't keep going to work, well, I couldn't pay my bills, and then I'd end up homeless. And I think that's one of my biggest fears, is just somehow ending up homeless through either my actions or inactions or whatnot, just life in general. I'd, I'd really rather not live on the streets. I see a lot of people on living on the streets actually in town because I'm I'm a mailman and I always see uh, these old men with their long beards and their winter jackets in the middle of the summer uh, sitting on the on the ground there. They always wave and smile and say hello and whatever, but uh, they uh, that's not what I want to do with my life. So uh, I cared enough to to continue to go to work and and live my life, but I didn't care about Comic Con. Bridget and I used to watch Orange Is the New Black all the time together. When it, well, whenever it came out, obviously. And we watched the first two seasons. And then after after the split, season three came out shortly after that. And eh, I just didn't care. Because we watched it together, it was our thing. I just couldn't do it. Now there's five seasons out. I'm three seasons behind, and I'd like to go ahead and watch it. But I haven't been able to bring myself to do that yet. Why? Do I, do I not care about it? Am I uh, emotionally worn out from the whole Bridget scenario? Not really. It's, uh, let's see, it's been, well, that was May of 2015. As I'm recording this, it's the end of August 2017. So it's well over two years, and and I'm over the whole breakup, and I've had 
several relationships since then. But there's just, I guess, a lingering part of me that still thinks that Orange is the New Black was our show. I'm, I'm going to eventually go back and watch it. But there's so much other good stuff out there that uh, I have to watch all that other stuff. So the apathy actually has left. Uh, I remember being in the doldrums for probably a good six or seven months. I uh, I even became one of those people that posted all these positivity memes on Facebook. I didn't have Instagram back then, or otherwise that would have been bombarded with it too. But uh, but it was all over Facebook, just all the time. I, I even had uh, a couple albums of... Uh, motivation motivational quotes and random feeling things and and they're still there and I add to them every once in a while but not like I did like two three four five six times a day and I'm, I must have driven people crazy trying to get over the emotional heartache of the breakup but I eventually did and and it stopped and that was a relief so am I apathetic anymore no I, I found out all about the comic-con stuff the, this past year all the trailers, all the spoilers, all the movie casting, all that fun stuff. So I'm I'm back to my old self. So are there other examples of apathy in life? Oh, I'm sure there's all kinds. I'd like you guys to write in about your experiences with apathy. You can reach me at soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. I've got another example here that I've been thinking about, and I'm not actually sure if it's apathy or if it's being apathetic or not. A lot of times podcasters will say, hey, don't forget to leave a uh, five-star review in the iTunes store so that we can be better searched and our message can get spread far and wide. And you know what? That's a great idea. And in fact, I encourage all my listeners here to go to iTunes and and leave a five-star review and also to tell all your friends about us or about me, about the show. Maybe share the link Join the uh, the Facebook group, facebook.com slash soulforgepodcast. Share the link, let people know about it so we can uh, spread the message and help people out. And I hear these things all the time from different podcasters, and I think, you know what, that's a great idea. I should go ahead and do that. And then it, I, I rarely do. I, I just never think about it again. So is that apathy? I don't know. Like right now I'm talking to you guys about leaving a, a review for me. And you might think that's a great idea, and then you're going to listen to the rest of the show, and then you're going to totally forget. So is is that apathy? I don't think that it is, because maybe you're excited about the show, but apathy is no excitement. It's emotional fatigue. It's nothing matters. No sense of purpose or no meaning to your life. And that's not true here. That's, that's why you're listening to the Soul Forge, to put your soul on the forge. We're all going to be soldiers. I just made that up now. I don't know if that works or not, but you're excited about this. We're, we're going to try to be better people. Speaking of better people, I need a tagline for the show. I'm thinking the Soul Forge podcast. Be a better human. Is that good? Do you like that? Please send me an email or tweet me at soulforgepod. I need to know these things. So anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead and leave that uh, five-star review in iTunes. Don't be apathetic. Haha, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, so I pulled up an article here, actually. And I've talked a little bit about it already. Let's get their uh, definition in psychology today. What exactly is apathy anyway? In a sense, it's something like falling in love. You can describe it all you want, but until you've experienced it, you can only guess at what it feels like. Paradoxically, what makes the feeling of apathy unique is that it's essentially the feeling of not feeling. And doubtless, it's something that at some point in your existence you've encountered. We all have. For whenever you feel that something vital is missing from your life, yet lack the motivation or drive to pursue it, you're afflicted with this 
curiously emotionless emotion. So that's their definition of it. And that's that's essentially why I started this podcast, because I wanted to do something about it. I wanted to help other people. I wanted to help myself. I've been through a ton of loss and heartache and emotional crap in my life. And do I want to go talk to a counselor? I've, I've talked to some counselors about it a little bit here and there, but I, I don't really like that. So I thought, you know what, if I talk about my issues on the show and you guys are listening to it, Maybe you've got, maybe you've gone through similar things and me just talking about it will somehow help you and it, maybe it'll help me too. I don't know. I'm not sure, but it's worth a shot and that's why I'm doing it. Apathy is a feeling like going numb. It's one so muted or held with such unrecognizable tension that you may not feel it at all, but it's also an attitude and sadly that attitude is one of indifference, unconcern, unresponsiveness, detachment, and dispassion. Such an attitude saps you of so much energy that you feel lethargic, listless, and enervated, almost too paralyzed to act, and certainly without the will to do so, which is why apathetic individuals are easily identified by their very passivity. Demotivated and lacking enthusiasm, their interest in confronting life's challenges is seriously compromised. They just don't care enough. And frankly, they don't care that they don't care. (laughs) Okay. Now, I haven't even read this article beforehand, but I've actually said that myself a lot. Ah, I don't care, and I don't even care that I don't care. It, that that happens a lot, and, and I don't like that attitude. It's, when you're saying it out loud, it almost sounds kind of funny, but it's it's really not, because we, we need to be motivated, we need to be good people. Well, we're not, it's not that we're not good people, it's just sometimes that we don't, we don't care, just like the article said. Meh, whatever. Okay. So that's apathy, and we've all, we've all been there at certain times in our life. But are there solutions to the problem? How, how do we fix this? How do we, how do we get our motivation back? So the article goes on to say, regardless of what caused you to feel so unmotivated in the first place, it's your present-day outlook on it that now keeps you stuck. So your immediate task is to alter the outlook. You're much better off focusing on how to fix what's inside your head than what lies outside of it. And there's no question that you'll need to force yourself. Yes, you have to force yourself. You have to uproot what's already taken residence deep inside you. So you have to ask yourself, am I willing to make a commitment to myself to give this apathy the fight of its life, even though doing so feels like it will take a lot more energy and effort than I'm now capable of? So that, that's really what you have to do. You have to, you have to break through. It's almost like, like drowning and try to get through, get through it. Or you're, you're under 10,000 blankets and you need to crawl your way to get some air. That's, that's how I feel it is. If you're, if this feeling continues, there, there's enormous repercussions. You can't possibly live life to the fullest to be happy or content. So if you actively give up your goals and desires, that's what happens. Uh, failing that can lower your self-esteem, and eventually it's distressing and you feel worthless, guilt, or even shame because you feel like this. So let's talk about some solutions to this. Let's determine where the apathy is coming from and will contest its underlying assumptions. And the article says that it's basically about your attitude. Look at yourself and your history from a different perspective. If you've come to identify yourself as simply lazy or unmotivated, you can now regard yourself as most likely immobilized by irrational doubts and fears, especially about failure. It's time to move beyond whatever negative messages you've received about yourself in the past and realize that as long as you don't set your sights unrealistically high and you're willing to apply yourself diligently to whatever is important to you, your success is guaranteed. That's what you have to do. You have to go from being passive 
to active problem solving. You have to do something new and unique. It says here, inject some novelty into your routine, because routines are dull and tiresome, so break loose. Challenge yourself. Have a conversation with somebody that you don't know very well. Start exercising, or change your exercise routine if you do that already. Make some changes in your diet, try some new food or combinations, go on a trip, take a walk. If, if you bike to work, walk to work. If you walk to work, take a car, take a cab, take a bus. Just do something different. Go, for, go back to school. Try out a new job. Go back to a hobby that you've given up. That's one thing I want to do, actually, myself. When I was a kid, I used to uh, build model car and airplane and boat kits. And I, I did that for a lot of years, up into my mid-teens. Then I just stopped for some reason. I don't even know why. I guess life took over. And I'd like to get back into that. Now I've got so many interests, I don't even know where to start. Let's see, like I said earlier, I was uh, watching these shows on Netflix. And now there's so much good stuff on TV and on Netflix, like Game of Thrones and uh, the new Star Trek Discovery series is coming out in a month. And there's so many good things. And then there's the podcasts that I want to do. There's Soul Forge and there's the Rusted Robot podcast. And there's Hanging Out with Friends and... Uh, going to work, and, and reading books and magazines. There's so many different things. We're so distracted that it's really hard to really focus. So I, I think I'm the opposite of apathetic right now. I'm, I've got too much on the go. To conclude, it says here, challenge your apathy in every way that you can. What turned you on before you were beset with your present malaise? That's a good word, malaise. Any friends you've lost track of but always enjoyed talking to, especially if they made you laugh, get back in touch with them. Uh, go back to music you found appealing, places that inspired you. Maybe go to art galleries, botanical gardens, concerts, or sports. And it says here, because of the way you're feeling, engaging in these activities might not give you the same feeling or excitement that you once did, but the more things you try, the more likely you'll eventually be able to get out of the uh, the cage of apathy and, and get some excitement back. And, and really, that's what we want. Direct your attention to a goal you might pursue right now. Consider your values, aptitudes, and preferences. Choose whatever goal might best capture your attention and interest and help you creatively re-engage with life. Even if it means arbitrarily selecting among three or four things you considered in the past, don't let yourself anguish. Choose something right now. You can always change your mind later on. What's imperative is that you lift yourself out of your current morass. Oh, there's another good word. Morass. But don't choose anything so complex that just thinking about it makes you feel overwhelmed. And that's true. So you're, you're, you're full of this malaise, this apathy, uh, whatever it is, and you don't feel like you can get out of it. So don't try to pick a goal that is way too high because then you're just going to give up again anyway because, eh, whatever. I'm already depressed, so does it really matter if I'm going to get less depressed? No, who cares, right? So you don't want to be like that. Oh, and they also say to see a professional therapist. If, after working with the above suggestions, you're still unable to escape your apathy, chances are you're suffering from a deeper underlying depression, and for this, you probably need to get yourself into counseling. I can hardly overemphasize that what you can't do on your own could be greatly facilitated by enlisting the assistance of someone who can understand the dynamics of your dilemma and offer viable ways for you to overcome it. So that's uh, an article from Psychology Today that I found on Google. And the article is called The Curse of Apathy, Sources and Solutions. And it was posted April 27th, 2016. So if you really want to go ahead and look that up, you can. Or just say, screw it, I'm going to be happy. And I don't care how I'm going to get happy. I'm, I have to stop feeling like nothing matters. I have to stop feeling meh. I don't care that I don't care. 
a lot of a lot of times we say you, you see these memes that uh, oh happy happiness is not from an outside source it's only found from within and I don't I don't know if that's true I'm not a psychologist I don't know this kind of stuff and I've been there where I'm not happy and just nah, who cares it doesn't matter but I find my I, with for me if I just force myself make myself do it and it, it can be daunting it's a task and a half to, to pull yourself up and say hey you know what I'm going to do this because most of the time all I want to do is sit in front of the TV and eat chips and chocolate and, and that's it but you can't because if you do you're, you're going to be 6,000 pounds and you're not going to go outside you're just you're going to have horrible health and, and it's not good and you're not, and you're, you're not going to be happy and you're not or even content or, or even just not sad you know so what what did I do with the the whole Bridget thing, how did I get over that? I remember talking to my son, and I said, "Oh, this has been the worst year ever." And he says, "Dad, why has it been the worst year ever?" And I and I looked at him like he had two heads. Like, how could he not know that it was the worst year? I'm like, "Well, I, I broke up with Bridget, and 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 I, I had to stop myself." And I said, "Oh." You know what? I, I guess you're right. I guess it hasn't been that bad. So what? I, I broke up with, with my wife, but I, I've still got my health. I I got a new house. My job's going well. Um, I went hiking with my brothers, and we got to reconnect. So yeah, you're right. I guess it's not that bad. And just him asking that simple question snapped me out of a six-month uh, moping streak. So I'm definitely grateful to him. And and maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe just talk to somebody different. And they always say, oh, sometimes I need to talk to a four-year-old to understand life again. And, and other memes say, oh, I need to talk to an 84-year-old to, to learn about life again. And, and you know what? Maybe you just need a different perspective. And, and that's sometimes all it takes. And, but sometimes you need a counselor or a psychologist or a therapist or whatever. Only you can tell for sure. But just uh, keep hanging out with your friends. Don't isolate yourself. And I, I think everything will be okay. And sometimes these things just are a result of negative consequences in your life. Like the whole breakup. It, it threw me into a tailspin. But eventually I got out of it. It, it took a while. And it, it took just some simple words from my son. But it worked. So I'm definitely grateful for that. And negative things are temporary. Everything's temporary. Nothing's going to last forever. So that's my little discussion on apathy and some personal stories. And I hope it has helped you or at least give me a different perspective on things. So we'll, uh, we'll continue on with the podcast. And so don't be apathetic. Go ahead and share the links. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, go to iTunes. Send emails. Send tweets. Send messages on Facebook. I'd really like some interaction here. It's hard to come up with ideas without any, any feedback. So definitely please help. It's very important. I appreciate it. Don't forget to go to wearedapperties.com and put in promo code RUSTED for free shipping on your ties. And remember, if you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Soul Forge. I hope you found some value in it. To contact the show, please email soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at SoulForgePod. We are SoulForgePodcast on Facebook, and you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Please spread the SoulForge word by rating and reviewing us in iTunes and by telling everyone you know. Thanks for stopping by the Forge! <laughs>